Hey everybody, Asa here with No Bones About Wrestling, and I'm here with Kay Fabulous. Hey. And this is your Monday Night Raw report. It was March 27th, 2023, and they were live from Phoenix, Arizona. Show starts with The Miz coming out, uh, and then Lita and Trish Stratus come out, and then Becky Lynch came out. Uh, Becky says damage control has been a thorn in her side, and then damage control came out. It's a promo parade, as we call it. Uh, Becky asks Bailey what she's going to do next, because since SummerSlam, she's been doing the same old things, is what Becky says. Uh, this all sets up Becky Lynch versus EO Sky. This was a pretty good match to open up Raw. We saw a top rope superplex by Becky. Um, we saw EO Sky hit a springboard moonsault to the outside. Uh, after that, we saw some near falls by both women. Bailey tried to interfere at one point, and uh, Becky stopped her. Uh, tried to pull her into the ring by her hair, and she was stopped by the rest of Damage Control. Um, eventually, Becky Lynch hit the manhandler slam. Is that what's called the manhandle or the manhandler? The manhandle. Sure. I think it's called the manhandle. Manhandler sounds dirty, so I think it's called the manhandle slam uh, <laughs> for the pin and the win. Uh, this was a, a very good opener. I gave this four bones out of five. Nice. Kay, what did you think about this match? I loved it. Before I talk about the match, though, I had something about Ms. TV. Okay. So we are, this is Monday, right? And mm-hmm. WrestleMania officially starts Saturday. Are we getting a co-host for WrestleMania? And if not, what the fuck is Snoop Dogg on the poster for? <laughs> like, why is Snoop Dogg... There. They have not explained it at all. It just seems so odd. Like, so odd. It is strange. Yeah, Yeah, I just... As you you may have heard on the show, we've... Before, we've noticed Snoop Dogg is on the WrestleMania 39 poster. He's he's in the the back row. It's the poster where everyone's in front of the movie theater. Um... And Snoop Dogg is just hanging out there. Why? I don't know. He's like the same size as like Sami Zayn in it. Like he's the same size yeah. as like really big wrestlers who are like having huge matches. Yeah. I just, it's confounding to yeah. me. Um, yeah. Why is he on it? We have no yeah. idea. No so, idea. So I was guessing that he was going to be the co-host, but. He's not been I, announced as having any yeah. part in the festivities. They haven't even like played his music or mentioned his name. Like nothing. Right. Nothing. So anyway. I assume he'll be there in in some form. Maybe Matt Riddle will come back and he'll come out with Matt Riddle. I don't think he's going to come back from rehab with, with Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dogg. I just looked bad. Yeah, well, they did that whole, like, alcohol angle with Jeff Hardy when he came back from rehab. That's with true. With Sheamus, so That's who true. the fuck knows with the WWE. That's true. Um, okay, anyway, back to the match. Sorry, I just was confused about Snoop Dogg um so there were some nice multiple exploder suplexes from Becky uh I was really impressed with EO I think the only other time I've seen her was when she lost the belts to Lita and Becky and she looked way better 
solo than she did as a tag team. Um, I don't know if that was the partner or just the tag teaming or maybe just the night I happened to see her. But it was a great exchange of blows between the two women. Like, actually very good. I think that that's one of the hardest things to do well as a wrestler is to have that exchange of, like, forearms to the face that look powerful, like they'd actually hurt and that are connecting and or look like they're connecting. And both women did an awesome job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great double stomp by EO um, and a nice bridging Northern Lights suplex by her. I've been very, very impressed. I loved it. I loved this match. Great way to start off the night. Mm-hmm. I agree. Agree. Very good match. Um, setting up, going, going to further set up that six woman tag uh, at WrestleMania thirty nine, where we have women's tag champs Becky Lynch and Lita teaming up with Trish Stratus, and they are taking on Damage Control. I wish it was just Becky and Io. After this match, yeah, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, after this, we had a video package hyping the night's main event, Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa. Uh, Cody undefeated since returning to WWE. Solo undefeated since coming up from NXT. So both men with undefeated streaks on the line in the main event. Then we saw uh, Solo Sokoa, the Usos, and Paul Heyman, and they are walking. Then we have an Asuka video package uh, hyping up the challenger for Bianca Belair's Raw Women's title at WrestleMania. And then we have Kathy Kelly asking Seth Rollins about Logan Paul. And Mustafa Ali steps in and he says that Seth Rollins isn't going to say anything because he can't think of anything nice to say. And he said that he's thinking positive Ali. Get it? Positive Ali. Pretty clever. Pretty funny. Uh, Seth asked Ali if he remembered when Rollins was United States champion and Ali kept bugging him for a title shot. And Ali admitted that he did remember that. And Seth said that, well, good things come to those who wait. And tonight, it's Seth Rollins versus Mustafa Ali. And it's next, in fact. This, I looked, I looked forward to. I've, I was afraid it might be a squash match. Uh, I thought they might give him some time and, and see. You know, Ali is a, is a great athlete, and so is Rollins. Could have been a great match, but it was a squash. It was a nothing match. Rollins stomped Ali in quick order, and it was over. Uh, Rollins went on to say after the match that the WWE Universe is going to help him ruin Logan Paul's birthday. Their match is on, we know it's on night one of WrestleMania, uh, Saturday, April 1st, April Fool's Day, in fact, is Logan Paul's birthday. Uh, up next, Baron Corbin is in Adam Pierce's office, and he asked why he's not part of WrestleMania. And uh, I have some opinions on that, but I will keep them to myself. 
so Adam Pierce puts him in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And as we well know, Baron Corbin... <laughs> A former winner of the Under the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah, because they said it every time he came out for a fucking year after he won it. Because it was the only thing he'd ever done. Yeah. Do you think they have to, like, actually get that giant statue if they win? Like, was that somewhere in Baron Corbin's house for a year that, like, almost, like... You think they only get to keep it for a year, or do you think they get a, a replica one? I assume that it was more like the Stanley Cup, where you get it for a year and then it goes to the next year's winner. I what? wouldn't. I wouldn't want that thing. It's so big. Where would I mean? Maybe you have a massive house if you're a professional wrestler, but I'm assuming not all of them have massive houses. Yeah, not everybody's making a ton of money. Yeah. So, like, where would you put that thing? That's like, almost. It's not full size because it's Andre the Giant, but it's a, like, it's probably the size of me. Like, that's at least a four, a five foot statue. It's a big, it's a big trophy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you would put it. Um, what was I saying? Oh, you were talking was, about Baron Corbin. Oh, yeah, so Baron Corbin's in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, uh, which is not at WrestleMania. It is at, by the way, this Raw is called WrestleMania Raw, as well as well as the SmackDown on Friday is going to be called WrestleMania SmackDown. Uh, so Chelsea Green is also uh, in Adam Green's office and is complaining, and he puts Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville in a match against Candice LeRae and Mia Chin, and that is a women's showcase uh, tag match qualifying match. So Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville versus Candice LeRae and Mia Chin for a spot at WrestleMania in that showcase tag team match. Uh, up next, Corey Graves and Adam Pearce are in the ring waiting because we are having uh, the Omos and Brock Lesnar weigh in. And I tell you, I can't wait. Get it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Uh... Anyways, so Omos comes out with MVP. They weigh Omos. Scale says 410 pounds. I'm not sure if that's legit or what. I mean, he's a big dude. What do you think? Is that real? 410 pounds? Does he really weigh that much? I think he's probably just under 400. Really? And they wanted him to be over 400, but like 405 doesn't sound believable, so they went... Over that? But, I mean, maybe. He is a big dude. He's pretty muscly. 400 pounds. That's a lot of pounds. But he's, like, crazy tall, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's he's tall. He's over seven feet tall, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, I could see that being close to 400. Lord. Wow. Uh, so, next, Brock Lesnar comes out, and he tries, he grabs the scale and tries to murder Omos with the fucking scale. He's swinging this goddamn thing. He could have killed someone. Uh, but Omas stops him and holds the scale over his shoulder. And Brock pretty much just uh, runs away. You know, wasn't, much, wasn't much to this segment. Made Brock look kind of weak, really, I thought. Yeah, I'm worried that they're doing that two weeks in a row to set up for him to win. Like, I think that... For, for Lesnar to for win. For Lesnar to win, yeah. Because I think... 
everyone is already assuming Lesnar is going to win, so I feel like WWE is making Omos look bigger and badder than uh than Lesnar, just to try and trick us into thinking, well, maybe he has a chance against Lesnar, mm-hmm. who no one ever loses against almost. So, yeah. except for Roman Reigns. Uh, but we'll see. So after the weigh-in, after the failed weigh-in, we only weighed in one guy. Uh, so we have no idea what Brock Lesnar weighs. But the good news is... It doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Charlotte Flair video package. We had we had several of these video packages. Raw had a, a different format, as you'll notice as I'm going through it tonight. Had a different format tonight. We had match... Video package, interview, match, interview, video package, that kind of deal. So it was a different format from what we've had lately. And uh, and I liked it. I thought it worked well. Uh, it was good for hyping up WrestleMania. I'm not sure if this is the permanent Raw format or if it was just for this WrestleMania Raw. I get the feeling it was just for this WrestleMania Raw program. Yeah. Uh, so after the Charlotte Flair video package, we get a Rhea Ripley interview, and the big line out of this one uh, was Ripley said, her legacy will not define my destiny. And that's a pretty good line, I thought. Uh, after that, we had a Finn Balor promo, and he said, my demons are always here, you just have to look closely and this had uh, some special effects shots on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Which were pretty cool. Um, straight out of... Uh, it reminded me of... There's this movie called Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones. It looked very much like that. Uh, where Finn Balor's eyes changed into just these black, darkened circles. And his mouth turned into the you know the giant white teeth of of the demon that's painted on him when he's the demon. And so it's it's official now. They showed the graphic after this Finn Balor promo. It's Edge versus the demon Finn Balor. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see the entrance. The, yeah, the, the, the yeah. demon Finn Balor. I, don't, I, I believe the demon Finn Balor has never been at WrestleMania. So, I think that's right. So I'm excited to see the entrance uh, he gets, and I'm excited to see the match, and I hope Finn wins, honestly. I hope he has his own good music back for when he comes out. Oh, I wish he had that music. That, that music's yeah. so good. That's so good. He may. He may. I but hope so. That music doesn't really fit a heel, though. It's, like, triumphant, you know? Yeah, but it fits the demon. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. So up next we had a we had a big one. We had an eight man tag team match. Pretty good one. Uh we had the Street Profits, Ricochet and Braun Strowman on one side, and on the heel side we had Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders. In this one, uh, we had a spot where Otis shoved Braun Strowman out of the ring and then Montez Ford uh, tried a, a, sp- a splash on Otis. Otis just caught Ford as he flew off the turnbuckle for this attempted splash, and uh, Otis dumped him. And then we see a shot of Maxine Dupree. She's backstage watching on television. The The maximum male models are still after Otis in this saga 
that we've gotten week after mm-hmm. week of Otis and his burgeoning modeling career. Who knows where in the hell that's going? Anywhere interesting, do you think? Uh, no would be my guess. No. Yeah. And, and it has such a potential to go to interesting places. Otis develops an eating disorder. Otis gets addicted to drugs. Wow, you're really taking it to a dark place. Yeah, let's get it going. Let's get some fucking TV fourteen ratings and uh, yeah, and get some get some storylines, you know, and get some more adult storylines cooking here. That's what I want. You want like a like with a WWE. like a meth addict Otis? Not a meth addict, like a diet pill addict, like Jesse in that episode of Saved by the Bell, you know. Oh. Yeah, I yeah no I know what you're talking about. That wasn't for dieting though. That was for staying awake to do her work. Yeah, but whatever, same yeah. deal. That's so weird. So no, no, I I I was thinking about the Full House eating disorder episode earlier today when we were watching uh one of the women's matches uh and we were talking about the featherweight uh belt idea. That's um, right. Anyway, I we don't need to go into that. Sorry. But yeah, you could take it. Uh... Yeah, you could take Otis as a as a male model. You could take it to some nice places, you know. Otis gets all the women but still feels empty and has to splurge on food. He binges, he purges, he's addicted to food, he's addicted to fame, he's addicted to drugs. None of it fills the hole. All the while, he still has to fulfill his wrestling commitments and his commitments in training, with his partner, Chad Gable, the story writes itself, or it has in my head, at least. Oh, my God, apparently. Jesus. So, let's let's get it going, WWE. Let's get it, let's get it going with Otis. Uh, WWE, I would really think strongly about that before you go down <laughs> that road. Uh, where was I? Well, you're talking about Otis on the match. So, this one... Um, you didn't tell us how it ended yet. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. I didn't write down how it ended. I also did not write down how it oh. ended, so it'll just remain a mystery. I I know. Uh, at one point, Strowman does the Strowman Express. Uh, I can't. I can't even tell you who wins this. Do you know who wins? I didn't write down who won it. <laughs> We're doing a great job. <laughs> great, great job on the recap. Yep, yep. Um, so I'll just tell you my notes then, since you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um. I would I would probably assume the Viking Raiders win since they for some reason win all the time, uh, even though no one likes them. Um But uh Cable and Dawson at the beginning, I felt like their their shit looked super choreographed. Like it almost looked like they were like counting in their heads, like they were doing like a waltz, like like so choreographed it was like metered, you know? Mm-hmm. It was I, I hadn't seen that on in WWE in like a very long time, I was very surprised by it, hmm. especially because like I've seen those guys in the ring; they wrestle all the time. I don't understand why it needed to be that way, you know. Um, especially from Gable, but it was it was odd. Uh, well, it probably didn't need to be for Gable. I, my guess is yeah. it needed to be for Dawkins. Uh, for you called him Dawson. Dawkins. Oh, that's because I thought his name was Dawson. Dawkins. <laughs> Dawkins. I'm sorry. Um, uh, and then Montez got some height is the my only other note. At one point, he, like, jumped off of the turnbuckle. I think it was when he was jumping onto Oh, wait, Otis. no, I do know who won. I do know who won. I did write it down. Okay, well, tell us. We're all sitting at the edges of our seats. Braun, uh, 
there was a Braun Strowman assisted ricochet senton. This is where Ricochet climbs on the top turnbuckle and then he grabs Braun Strowman's hands and climbs on Braun Strowman's shoulders, flies off with a senton. He nailed that, and then that was followed by Montez uh, nailing a frog splash where he switched his direction in midair and nailed the frog splash. Oh, that's right, because I said it was like Mario. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And that was, that was, he got the pin off of that, did Montez Ford, and that was the end of the match. This one I gave three and a half bones out of five. It was a fun eight-man tag. I wish it had gone longer. I could have said that about several of the matches. There was some good wrestling on the show tonight. Just uh, wish several of the matches had been longer because the two, the two best were the, the two longest matches of the night, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, Anything else to say about this one? No. Nope. Okay, no. Um, up next, we had a Cody Rhodes promo. And he was saying, you know, people question whether he's he's earned his spot. And he said, you know, earned it. He said, you know, shit, motherfucker, I've lived it. Uh, you know, he's won the Royal Rumble. He's been in WWE. He's paid his dues. He's been on the independents. He went and, you know, set up a whole other company. He was he was a champion there. He's wrestled in Japan. He's earned it and back again. He's earned his fucking spot. So shut the fuck up was this promo. Mm-hmm. So I was totally with him here. Much less colorful language yeah. used by Cody. I was totally with him on this promo. That that's that that was the gist of the promo though. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I've I've fucking earned it. Fuck you. What do you know? <laughs> was the promo. Yep. Um, and then we had another of these WWE Hollywood movie parodies, and this one was pretty funny. It was a Goodfellas parody. Uh, it was a parody of the scene where Joe Pesci says, what the fuck is so funny? You know, what the fuck about me is so fucking funny? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Roman Reigns, though, saying... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but he's say, he's not saying what is so funny, is he? What does he say? He says you think I'm funny. Yeah. Oh, he does say yeah, what's yeah, so funny. Okay. Yeah. He just doesn't say all the f words that Joe Pesci says. But yeah, you got Roman, Solo Sokoa, Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. and the uh, the Usos. And he's talking to Paul Heyman. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the you got the table set up just like in the scene, and the bottles even. The bottles and glasses set up and the staging of the actors set up mm-hmm. just like the scene. It was pretty impressive, pretty cool. Good job on this one. It, 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 it They keep going back and forth because the, the Titanic one was funny with Montez Ford mm-hmm. and Bianca Belair. The Miz and Maurice Top Gun one was dumb. Garbage. It was garbage. What was the first one? The, the first, first one was, was good. Uh, uh... The Batman one with yeah. Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch and uh, Seth, Seth and that was good, and this Goodfellas one was good. Um, after the Goodfellas parody, we see a Bianca Belair video promo, hyping up for her title defense against Oscar, uh, at WrestleMania thirty nine, and then we we shoot to earlier today, in a in an empty arena. Um, Austin Theory cuts a promo 
on John Cena. Before we talk about that. Yeah. What he actually says. Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that this promo is in an empty arena? Okay. Okay, so do you think they did this because there's no way he could get through a promo live like the audience wouldn't let him get through it? Because that's what people online were speculating. Other people talked about it being just like COVID creepy, which I kind of agree with. Uh, but why do you think they chose to do this? In an, Especially, I can see, see it pre-taped if you're worried about the booing or the wedding from the audience and him not being able to finish it. But why an empty stadium? Yeah, I think my guess... My guess goes to they think this is kind of a, a and it, it it's a good question and it was kind of odd but my guess is you know this is a big match for Austin Theory obviously mm-hmm. biggest match of his career and they want everything to go right and they wanted this promo to be just so they wanted the notes to hit just so mhm and for that to happen, they had to have control over everything. And how do you have control? You eliminate the fans. And that they learned that over the course of the pandemic. Yeah. That if you eliminate the fans, you can control a lot more things. And we saw them take advantage of that a lot of times mm-hmm. and create some interesting television, actually, during the pandemic. Yeah. And so I think they did that because then you can have reshoots, you know, if... If mm-hmm. the director, whoever is producing this, whether yeah. it's Triple H, hell, it could be Vince McMahon. I don't fucking know what what Vince is back doing. Um, whoever's producing this, you know, can say cut and and get Austin Theory to to retake it or you know re re hit the notes mm-hmm. he needs to hit. Whereas in a live promo, you can't do that. You only got one shot at it. Yeah. Um. I think but, they thought it was too important, I guess, to be left to chance and to be left to the audience shouting and screaming over it. Well, I guess my question was more like, why film it in a ring at all if you want to have him as the focus and not have an audience there? For the you atmosphere. For anywhere. the atmosphere. You know, but, and when, but when you were talking, it made me... I thought you were going somewhere different with it. But, like, you know how before, like a Super Bowl or whatever, they show, like, the quarterback looking off into the distance and, like, the empty field that they've been practicing in or whatever. I wonder if it's supposed to be kind of like that, too. Yeah, like, yeah. like, to set the stage of, like, how big it is and how small he is in comparison. Yeah. I mean, it was to set the... Yeah, exactly. Set the stage. Yeah. I mean, have them in a ring because they're going to be wrestling in a ring. Simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Just just for control is my guess. Yeah. Now, do I know? No, of course I don't know. Yeah. But that's my guess. Okay. Just so this, because they think it's important. Well, it is important. It, it was an important promo. It's, uh, and uh, they just wanted to be able to, to control mm-hmm. it. Uh, seems like a Vince McMahon move to me. That's just me. So why don't you tell us what he said in his promo? He, he just basically was, was saying... You know, John Cena, I've got your number, man. Uh, I mean, it was a basic, and, and that's that's what was so strange about yeah. it, is that it wasn't anything too special. Mm-hmm. It wasn't earth, really. sh- earth shattering at all. No, it wasn't. Um, 
It was basically just, you know, John Cena, I deserve this match, and I'm going to show you that I deserve this match, and I'm going to beat you. I mean, there was nothing special to the promo at all. He did a good job of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought he did well. But that's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. It was very very straightforward, and he did a good job. And And that's it. In the rare chance Austin Theory is listening, can I just say, you're going to be on the grandest stage of them all this weekend. Go to a barber and get your beard trimmed. <laughs> there, there needs to be some shaping and descraggalizing done. Descraggalizing. Descraggalizing. Yeah, it's not looking good, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so after the theory empty arena promo, uh, we had Mia Chin and Candice LeRae. Versus Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. And this was a women's WrestleMania Showcase qualifying match. Uh, This one, very short match. Chelsea Green hit an unprettier on Mia Chin after Sonya Deville interfered from the ring apron. This one, uh, very short match. was over, really, before it had time to get going. Uh, Give it uh, two and a half bones. Very average action. And uh, so Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green teamed for the first time ever, and now they are going to WrestleMania for some reason as a tag team. Carmella's sick or injured or something, yeah, I'm I, guessing. I guess. I don't know. Because she wasn't on the show at all two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Something's got to be up with her. Because they, I mean, they were definitely putting Chelsea and... Carmella together because they were supposed to have a match last week mm-hmm. and I think all of us knew that that's where it was heading for Mania was that they were going to be tag partners but I hope she's okay I haven't heard anything from the rumor mill yeah last last we heard she was sick yeah so I hope she's all right yeah anything to add on this one um there was a shockingly bad slap from Chelsea at the beginning of this match. Like, shockingly bad. Uh, I have not been that impressed with her from what I've seen so far. I'm looking forward to seeing her at Mania, where everyone's kind of, like, giving it their all, you know? Because mm-hmm. it might just be that I saw her on two off days. I've only seen her twice. Um, I like to give people multiple chances before I write them off. Um I thought there was great tag work by Lorraine and Chin. Like, you could tell that they had tagged before, whereas yeah. Chelsea and uh, Sonya Deville had not. Um, but overall, it was kind of just like a nothing match. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, Kathy Kelly is with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman says Cody should be ready for a beating tonight. Because that's why he's going up against the enforcer of the bloodline. Because he's in for a beating. After that, Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio of Judgment Day come out. Our hero. Our hero, Dominic Mysterio. Mysterio. Excuse me. Our hero, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Dominic shows the footage from SmackDown where... Uh, Ray finally snaps and hits his poor son. Uh, Dom then cuts a promo, partly in Spanish. Basically says uh, the family resented him because he was taller than his father. And uh, 
He says he wishes that Eddie Guerrero were his real father and that Ray never existed. Pretty harsh words from Dom. But, you know, I can I can see how his feelings would be raw. He was just assaulted by his father on, you know, three days before. So, that's tough. Uh, this all was, was to set up Damian Priest versus Rey Mysterio. And this is another one. Could have been a, a very good match. Um, what we saw was good. Very short match. Um, Rey Mysterio won via disqualification. Uh, he hit a 6-1-9 and then went up to the top turnbuckle, probably looking for a frog splash, but Dominic pulled him down and got the DQ. So Rey Mysterio beat Damian Priest by disqualification. Dominic is going to beat down his father, but down comes Legato del Fantasma for the save. And Rey and Dominic, the fight, will have to wait for WrestleMania. That is one of the matches I'm most looking forward to at WrestleMania. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's going to be a banger. I think it's been built up well. I have complete faith in Rey Mysterio that whatever match they're putting together is going to have psychology uh, as, a, as a main building block of the match, as the, the main building block of the match. And that he and Dominic can both pull it off because I know Dominic is, like I said, he improves month by month. He he seems to improve um, in all seriousness. He, he improves. And uh, may end up and steal the damn show, Dominic and Ray. Do we know which night they're on yet? We do not know which night they're okay. on. Yeah, I'd love for like... A schedule to be released. Yeah. No, the only schedule we have, we know night one is... Uh, Rollins and Logan Paul. Rollins and Logan Paul. And Rhea and Charlotte, right? Rhea and Charlotte. And night two is Roman versus Cody. I think everyone has been assuming night one is Usos versus... Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin yeah. Owens. I've been assuming that. But that mm-hmm. that hasn't been announced. Yeah. Um, and I assumed that Bianca and Asuka will be night two since Charlotte and Rhea are night one. Yeah, that's been assumed also, but not announced. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Uh, they better get to announcing because WrestleMania, as we speak, today's Tuesday. WrestleMania is in four days. <laughs> they better get to, <laughs> yeah. to figuring it out, you know? Um, uh, next, we had an Andre the Giant Battle Royal hype video. It was actually detailing the career, specifically the Battle Royal career of Andre the Giant, claiming probably correctly, claiming that he won more battle royals than anyone ever. And he he won a ton of battle royals. Uh, He won, actually, the first battle royal ever ever held at a WrestleMania. He won the WrestleMania II battle royal, which featured WWF stars and NFL stars in it. Uh, He won that. 
wearing yellow trunks, which, you know, we all think of them in that black singlet in WWF. Mm-hmm. The, but he won wearing just yellow trunks. So that, that was odd. Uh, seeing Andre in yellow trunks just doesn't doesn't fit to what we remember him as. Uh, but yeah, so there's a hype video for the Battle Royal. And after the hype video, we see Johnny Gargano, Luke Gallows, and... Uh, God, what the hell is his name? Carl Anderson? Mm-hmm. Looking at the... Uh, they've posted a list uh, backstage. They've posted a list of who is in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And they're all looking. They all find their names. And they're like, yeah, payday, baby. You know, WrestleMania payday. And they leave. Rick Boogs is backstage. He sees he's in it. And he's excited, and he's working out with some some weird object that kind of looks like a slinky, but it's not. Um, and he's excited and also nervous. Elias sees he's in it too and says, man, it's a cinch, you know, I'm going to win this. Uh, Elias turns to leave, runs right into Dexter Loomis, uh, who looks psychotic as always, uh, who was in, in the Battle Royal. Elias turns a different direction to leave, runs into Bronson Reed, who may very well win the Battle Royal. He's undefeated since coming up from NXT. Turns a different direction to leave, runs into fucking Bobby Lashley, who I think is probably the favorite to win the thing. Kind of has been thrown into it last minute because his match against Bray Wyatt has seemingly fallen apart. Uh... There's been no mention of it. Yeah, there's been no mention of it for the last several weeks, so I'm assuming it's not happening, but there's been no mention of it happening or not happening lately. Uh, So I'm I'm assuming it's not happening. Uh, After that, we had a Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens promo, and they said they're going to win the tag team titles from the Usos at WrestleMania. Uh, that would be a pretty cool moment if they do. The Usos have had them for quite a while now. Uh, then we have a non-title match, kind of a warm-up match. Intercontinental champion Gunther takes on Dolph Ziggler uh, in what could have been a good match, turned into the short one. Gunther hit the last symphony for the pin and win. Now, before that, Dolph hit a fame-asser. He went for the zigzag, uh, but that was about all the offense he got in, and Gunther took control of the match. As I said, hit the last symphony, got the win. Gave this one three bones out of five. Uh, Kay, any any notes on this match? I thought the Dolph had a good DDT to start off the match, um, and that it was too short, and I want Dolph to go back to his perm. Mm. <laughs> That's it. I like Dolph Ziggler. I wish they would stop using him as a glorified jobber. I agree. He's got he's got some good talent, and they're wasting it. Mm Mhm. I agree. Makes me sad. And uh, Gunther, after the match, gets on the mic, and tells uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. That they are in for a fight at WrestleMania, and they are not going to take his Intercontinental title away from him. Uh, up next, we have our main event: Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa. 
this one, pretty good one. Uh, spills to the outside. We have uh, Solo hitting an Uranagi onto the announcer's table on, on Cody. At one point, Solo goes for the Samoan spike. He missed it. Cody bounces off the ropes, hit Cody Cutter number two, and then out come the Usos. Uh, Solo hit an, another Uranagi, and I thought it might have been over at this point. Got a two count only. And then Sammy and KO come out and fight the Usos off. Solo goes for the Samoan spike again. Cody reverses that into a second crossroads of the night. Cody gets the pin and the win, ends Solo's undefeated streak, heading into WrestleMania, and gets the win. Gave this match four bones out of five. This was the match of the night. Both guys looked very good here, working together uh, well. Kay, what do you have to say about the main event? So before I get into that, um, I don't get how people are medically cleared to wrestle when they have a metal brace on their leg. Like some, uh, not Samojo, uh, Solo Sokoa mm-hmm. um, had a metal brace on his right leg. Yeah. And we see it all the time with FTR because Dax Harwood like exclusively wrestles while wearing a, a metal brace. And like, Stone Cold had a massive yeah. knee brace, yeah. So, so, one, are those actually, do you think, made of metal? Like yes. The, yeah. 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 Uh, so... How uh, how are they? I don't understand how that's okay to do. Like without hurting their opponent with the metal brace, number one. But then two, without. I feel like if your knee's fucked up enough, you need a metal brace for it. Maybe uh, you, you gotta remember wrestling. they're not actually <laughs> kicking their opponent or hurting their opponent. You know they're not actually applying pressure. <laughs> yeah, I forget about that. with the with the brace. <laughs> yeah. So okay. the brace isn't getting dug in anybody's back yeah. or anything. Not intentionally, anyway. Not intentionally, yeah. Yeah. So. Huh. There may be contact, but light contact with yeah. it. But, uh, no, that, I mean, that's a good question. If you need a brace, how can you be cleared to wrestle? Yeah. That's a good question. I'm not qualified to answer. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. no idea. Hmm. All right, fair enough. Um, so, so here, one thing I loved about this match was the Vulcan nerve pinch. The Vulcan nerve pinch? Yeah, the Vulcan death grip, you know, that they that uh, Spock used to do to people yeah. and, like, oh, knock yes. them out. I know it well. Um, does that move have a name in wrestling that's not the Vulcan nerve pinch? Or is that what people just call it? It's called a nerve pinch. A nerve a pinch, nerve pinch? Yeah. okay. Um, I like Solo... So, so, let me try that again. I like Solo's style in the ring. Like, mm-hmm. his style oh, yeah. of fighting. Me I am too. a big fan. Um, yeah. I'm a little sad to see his undefeated streak end. I don't think they needed to let Cody take it away from him. Unless Cody's not winning the belt at Mania. Uh, so I'm a little bit nervous that that's what this means. I guess we will have to wait to find out. I think you and I both are at that place right now where, like, we we think Cody's going to win it. But, like, we're scared to think Cody's going to win it because we think maybe Cody's not going to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it leaves you, like... And like an emotional like turmoil. <laughs> yeah. Um Basically, yes, that's where I am. Yeah. No, I can tell from the look on your face that's where you are. Uh yeah, you seem very concerned uh about Cody and his future, uh with this belt and what the solo 
when might mean but I guess we're going to have to wait till night two of WrestleMania to find out. Yeah, I mean, right, that's the question. Did he end Solo's streak just to show how how strong he is, how on he is, and it's on the WrestleMania to end Roman's streak as well? Or is is ending Solo's streak the consolation prize they give him because he's not winning the belt on Sunday, you know? How long is Solo's streak, do you think, like... How long has he been? I mean, it's not a, it's not a like a monumental streak or okay. anything, you know. Yeah, so it's not like when Oscar's streak got ended. No, no. Okay. No. I mean, Solo's only been up since like September. So what was that like to six, seven months? Okay. Six, six and a half months. Okay. Not, not, yeah, not a huge deal. I was still not watching at that point. I was still on my hiatus. Yeah, so. not a not a huge deal. So, WrestleMania coming up very soon. Uh, we will be doing a WrestleMania preview show. There will be some more WrestleMania content coming before WrestleMania as well. So, keep your eyes and ears out for that. And um, we got Dynamite show on Wednesday. Yeah, we got Dynamite on Wednesday. We got Ring of Honor on Thursday. We got Ring of Honor pay-per-view on Friday. We got Ooh. SmackDown on Friday. I'm so excited. WrestleMania on Saturday and Sunday. A lot, wrestling wrestling. Yeah, a lot of wrestling. Yeah, a lot of wrestling this week. We will be here for all of it. So uh, stay tuned. We will be here. We will have podcasts up as soon as we can. Uh, as soon as we can get them up. Uh, for all of it. So this is Asa saying goodbye for K Fabulous as well. And as McFoley says, have a nice day. No bones about wrestling. Signing off. Bye.